Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 9. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed, because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead. Others said that Elijah had appeared, and still others said that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see Jesus. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countrysides and find food and lodging, because we're in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all of this crowd, about 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up the twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Once when Jesus was praying in private, and his disciples were there with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They replied, Some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. And still others, that you're one of the prophets of long ago that has come back to life. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You're God's Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death 
before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter and John and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was all alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met them. A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him, and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him, and it's destroying him. I begged for your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't do it. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they didn't understand what this meant. It was hidden from them so that they didn't grasp it, and they were afraid to ask Jesus about it. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them would become the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one who is least among you all who is the greatest." Master, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he's not one of our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, and he sent messengers on ahead who went to a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, 
Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another man said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. We're now getting late in the life and ministry of Jesus. And he says some amazing words in verse 23 and following. He said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Now, this expression, taking up their cross, this was in a generation when a cross was a well-known symbol for execution. They did not know what was coming with Jesus. They didn't realize that he was going to be crucified on a cross. He had tried to tell them over and over again that he had to die and be raised from the dead. But this expression must have really been perplexing to them, that the followers of Jesus had to take up a cross and follow him daily. So what does this mean, to take up the cross? The cross is the place where your will yields to the will of God. The cross is the intersection between God and man. It's the bridge between God and man. And so Jesus filled the cross with his own life. He filled the cross and he made a way for a bridge to exist between heaven and earth. He's Jacob's ladder, if you can understand what I'm using in terms of the reference. He is the one that bridges our earthly existence and the heavenly realm with the Father God. And so we have to daily choose His will over our will when we follow Jesus. It's not just the prayer of a moment that we pray, but it's the lifetime lived out following Jesus and submitting our life to the cross, to His cross. And so that we, in a way, we give up our own lives, the leadership of our own lives, so that we can obtain His leadership in our lives and eternal life. He goes on to say, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. And so we're not to be ashamed of the words and the ways of Jesus. We're not to be ashamed of the name of Jesus. He foretells his death again, and then late in this chapter, he tells disciples that there's no turning back. He tells some various ones. In verse 59, he told a man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, he wasn't saying rudely, you know, leave the dead body on the side of the road. He was saying this life is about the living. And yes, we have certain duties we have to take care of, but this life is to be lived for Jesus today. Today is the day that we have opportunity to bear witness to the Son of God, that we love Him, we believe in Him, and share His words with those around us. And so Jesus said that that's the order of business for today. Follow me, and then let these other things take care of themselves. And another man said, I'll follow you, but i got to go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus makes this statement, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now that's for you and I. No one commits their life to Christ to follow him and then looks back and has second thoughts about the decision that they've made. We exchanged our lives for his life. We exchanged the rulership of our own lives for his rulership over us. You see, Jesus really is intending to be Lord over us, friends. And so we must follow Jesus and never turn back, taking up our cross daily and submitting our lives to him. So, Lord, I pray that we would be among those who follow you and don't look back. Lord, once we put our hands to the plow 
in serving you and loving you. May we never look back and second-guess the decision we've made. Lord, you called us to follow you. We thank you, God, and we thank you for the divine exchange, our death for your life, our sins for your sinlessness, our humanity for your divinity. We thank you, God. We have no regrets and will never turn back with your help. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.